Money FM 89.3, best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asian stocks are trending lower this morning. Tokyo, Seoul and Sydney are all in the red, about half a percent. Weighing down sentiment is a rising number of COVID-19 cases, particularly in the United States. On the other side of the equation, there are some good economic indicators, particularly surveys of manufacturers. And then there is that massive amount of stimulus funds in the markets. Joining me now to break down all the market action this morning is Ryan Huang. Morning, Ryan. Morning, Michelle. First up, happy belated Father's Day. Thank you. I think every father in Singapore had a great time because it was phase two weekend and everyone could finally dine in. Yeah, all face-to-face Father's Day for for a change. (laughs) All right, so another thing that people did this weekend for first in a long time was to check out new show flats. For the first time in 10 weeks, developers could welcome people in person to show off new properties. So what did we learn, Ryan? Which properties are attracting the most interest? Yeah, talking about phase two, it was a bit of revenge spending, not just queues at Ion Orchard, Daiso, Ikea, you also had people turning up at show flats. So you are looking at you know, people pretty much checking out some of the some of the hot properties being named. Uh, Daintree Residence, the Florence Residences, Park Esther, Jadescape, Sterling Residences and Treasure at Tempanese. Mm. So these were some of the top visited show flats and as well as the numbers from the sales being reported. And this comes from Orange Tea and Thai. So they said the the um, crowd was pretty good, and they sold between five and fifteen units for each of the properties or developments they were pushing or selling for. So that's quite a good sign, especially when you look at the recent recent numbers on May's figures. And May, of course, uh, just to recap uh, some of those um, sales figures, we saw a rebound of over seventy five percent to four hundred eighty six units in May. And April, of course, was 277. So that is a promising sign of maybe momentum continuing into the coming months. And this over this weekend was especially good for the mid and mass tier properties. What was missing was the action from the luxury segment. So maybe some of the foreign buyers were out of action because of the obvious quarantine restrictions and travel restrictions that could have put them out of action. So that part of the segment was not as active. Yeah, that makes sense. And the key question moving forward, I think, is will this momentum be sustained? I want to follow up on this. Did you see the story over the weekend about the bungalow in Camden Park that's selling for more than $60 million? Doesn't even include the several million more that the buyer will need to pay for the Chinese artifacts inside the property. Yeah, I'm just catching up with this report and I'm looking at the pictures. It is huge. And some of the previous owners also include James Dyson. So this is a house with some interesting history. And it is owned right now by the executive chairman, Raymond Ng of Enviro Hub Holdings. And this is a property and recycling business in Singapore. So it is quite an interesting house. Like you mentioned, Many decorations, including historical relics, including tea bricks that cost $7,000 a piece. So there's this tea room inside. So maybe something for you, Michelle, to check out. I'd love that. <laughs> I'd love a custom-made tea room. So what are tea price? bricks, though? Do you know? Huh? What are tea bricks? I think it's something to do with 
the tea ceremony process. So I'm not exactly sure, but mm. this is something um, that's quite interesting. You've got all these ornaments as well, Chinese artifacts, 500 of them, but you have to pay a few million dollars more. The house is selling for around $63 million and is modeled after the 7th century Tang Dynasty capital of Chang'an. So this is pretty much a private museum showcasing all his artifacts, um, over 500 of them, and he spent, uh, he bought in 2010, spent $12 million designing and renovating the property, and he bought it back then for $17.3 million. So now he's selling it for $63 million. And for all that, you only get a two-story walk-in wardrobe. <laughs> Something has to change, I think, for that to move. But, you know, I was reading the first five months of this year, five bungalows were sold even during the lockdown in the most expensive price at $40 million. So we could see a sale mm, soon. So. Who knows? I don't know. You whipping out your checkbook? I'm thinking about um, this, right? Do they actually need to visit the premises to actually buy the property because some of them view it remotely mm. and they are quite happy with what they sense. see. And I think also some of them have plans to really pull down everything and start from scratch. True, true. So that yeah. is also um, something you have to consider. Do mm. they actually need to be here to you know, do the transaction? I don't know. For $60 million, I'd like to walk around my new home. Over the weekend, though, Deputy Prime Minister and Finance Minister Heng Sui Kiet announced plans to set aside more than $20 billion to support innovation in areas like health, biotechnology, climate change, artificial intelligence. So Singapore really spending what it thinks it needs to to position the country for a post-COVID future. The DPM also reiterating the government's commitment to infrastructure investment. Do we have a sense yet on how these measures are going to be welcomed by the markets? And are there any specific companies that stand to benefit? So DPM Heng had his um, speech on Saturday and the takeaway was jobs. And the government is doing a huge push to invest in job creation. And this includes a five-year research and development plan uh, that will be focusing on supercharging innovation for Singapore. And this will be focusing in high-impact areas such as health and biomedical sciences, climate change, and artificial intelligence. So these are Areas are interesting because it gives you a sign of where the next big job might come from, where the next big growth areas will be for Singapore. And um, it will be to the sum of more than $20 billion that will be invested in support research. So I think that is going to be great news for you know, people growing up here. There will be new growth areas for them to look forward to. Jobs will come from these areas potentially. And all in, it is promising because you need jobs to really pull everything, pull the Singapore economy out of this, um, I guess, doldrums right now. And that is a, I guess, welcome message from a lot of the analyst community right now. Yeah, yeah, you're all about jobs. And I think the theme of accelerating digital is going to be a big theme for investors to look out for. Also heartening to hear the National Jobs Council has started to oversee the creation of 100,000 jobs and training opportunities uh, here in Singapore to ensure that a whole generation of young people and and workers are not stymied or uh, held back by, by the lockdowns and what's happened. All right, let's turn to the markets. We're going to get to the numbers in a moment, but first, what are some major factors driving trade this week? Yeah, I'm, so, I'm looking at a couple of things. Um, so you had, from Friday, quite a choppy session because it was quadruple witching day, and also divest, investors were digesting the latest developments um, back home in, mm. in the US. So this was 
a spike in the number of cases in some huge U.S. states. So that's number one. And then going into the weekend, you had China outlining their blueprint for a controversial new security law. So that could come into law by the end of the month, just before the anniversary marking Hong Kong's handover from the British to China. So that's something also in the headlines. And also what's um, in the picture is the ban on Dyson, uh, Dyson, uh, rather Tyson, Tyson Foods, because some of its facilities, especially the one in Arkansas, a huge one, hundreds of workers tested positive for COVID-19. So there's now a ban on chicken imports from the US to China. So that is putting a bit of brakes on the food supply chain that could spill over into the economic recovery picture. So that's something closely watched as well this week. And that is so far really putting a cautious cautious mood right now and some profit taking uh, taking place across um, the Asian markets. 9.13 on the clock. This is Market View. I'm Michelle Martin speaking with Ryan Huang. How are Singapore stocks doing this morning? The SDI fell about half a percent on Friday. So how is it starting the week? Yeah, so Friday, two-day losing streak so far. And we are looking at the STI of the gates pretty much flat. And what's worth noting today is it is the first day where Maple Tree Industrial Trust will replace Singapore Press Holdings uh, as part of the Straits Times Index. And if we take a quick look at how they are trading so far, I'm looking at Singapore Press Holdings uh, pretty much flat right now. And looking at Maple Tree Industrial Trust, it was up on Friday by over... Um, 0.3%, I believe, and right now it's up by 0.7%. So that is continuing the momentum it's been having in the past uh, few days. And a big stock that's been moving quite, or oh, a popular stock so far in the past few days is iFast. It's up by 4.5% so far. On Friday, it was up by 13.9%. And that's because it um, announced that it was part of a short list for the digital bank's license race. So that is something that is also seeing momentum uh, c- carrying on this Monday. And across the region, it's pretty much flat as well. A bit of caution. I think people are starting to um, just take a wait-and-see approach. Mm, yeah, in that digital bank race, 14 front runners moving forward to phase two now. Okay, time for a game of up or down. I mentioned something in, in the news, of course, and you simply tell me whether it's moving up or down. How's that? Okay, let's give it a go. All right, sales of Spam and corned beef. Spam, lunch and meat, so I'm going to go up. You are correct. Demand is booming, up more than 70% in the U.S., in part because of costs. Uh, Canned food can be cheaper than fresh Ah. meats. You know, there's also that nostalgia factor. It's comfort food for a lot of people. Did you have uh, corned beef growing up? Yeah, I was thinking more along the lines of people being stuck at home and they just want to stock up on stuff that is easily available and can be cooked quite conveniently. Yeah, and cheap as well. Okay, next uh, up is money deposited in top-tier US banks. Okay, I'm going up because I think everyone's flush with cash with all the stimulus measures. Correct. CNBC reports US banks are swimming in money. Deposits have surged by 2 trillion US dollars this year. This influx of funds is unprecedented. Mm. All right, next on the list of up or down interest rates paid by US banks. 
Okay, I'm going with down because if you're flush with cash, you don't need to have as high rates to attract deposits. Indeed. So it's so much money coming into banks. Uh, banks are likely to offer depositors even lower returns than the paltry rates currently on offer. It's all about supply and demand, really. A foreign purchase of Chinese bonds. I will go with up. Yes, up. Before I give you the explanation for that, let me ask you one more. Interest in Japanese companies? Hmm, I am going with up as well. Correct! <laughs> a perfect score. In both cases, Chinese bonds and Japanese equities, uh, investors are looking for higher yields. Hey, thanks for playing, Mr. Perfect Score. Yeah, I think it's all this rush for you know, the money right now in the system, trying to find a home. And I think that's where it is going right now. Yeah, yield curve control is going to be a theme that we look at, yeah, mm. in the next couple of days, I think. Well, thanks very much, Ryan Huang, then Market View. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.